This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. All this time, Porter, everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz going to be here. Papa Fritz is here. Kelly Nelson and then Johnny Sorrow. Kelly, how you doing, man? I'm doing great as always, man. Johnny, what's going on, brother? Doing great. That's good to hear. And we're back into episode of World Class Championship Wrestling. It's episode seven. <coughs> Excuse me. So we take a little jump from episode three to seven because they're not on the network. And it's uh, February 6, 1982. And this time we get Goodson and Armand Hussein. On, uh, on commentary, oh boy. and we get this big panty shot of an empty, pretty much an empty arena. <laughs> uh, well, it's like, dude, <laughs> just try to pretend you're hot. Uh, at least try to find one picture of a pretty girl or something. That was just a pretty <laughs> depressing shot. You, you, what do you think of this big, big opening shot here, John, uh, uh, Kelly? Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Empty, uh, empty <laughs> arena. I wonder, were they doing like a, a guest color commentary, color commentator every week thing at this point? No, because there's there's someone behind the scenes going, okay, we're gonna find one and make it work. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so we're seven up, seven episodes in, and and maybe we've gone through uh, six <laughs> hey. different guys. Yeah, I think it's a rotation. I mean, we get in a little bit. I know we get one with David Von Erich and Cal oh, with his fake smile. It's, it's everything. Oh it's, shit! Okay, dude. Oh, that just oh, that just bummed me out because I didn't know that. I assume these are in order. I I know there's a few missing here and there in this, but. I didn't think there was any here. Now that I know they were, did this shit how long with how many people, I I got to hear it all. It's, oh my, look, I thought this was the next one. No, this yeah. is episode seven. Um, oh, okay. So the, of the first 16 episodes, we only have half of them on the network. <sighs> but from 17 forward, I think we have pretty much the rest of 1982. Okay, I'm going to put this out there to anyone who's a fan of the show who happens to still be like a major tape collector who maybe has this holy grail. If you've got all the missing stuff, I don't care about the quality of the footage. I just want the, <laughs> you audio. Just want the audio. I just want the audio. Well, as a guy who was on the committee, we I, this guy doesn't exist. Mark Goodson doesn't exist. I know, I know. So, uh, Someone, if, if hey, we don't you know, have it, hey, I can't hey. imagine anybody having it out there, honestly. You know what, Pete? I, I know that, but you know what else didn't exist? The last Battle of Atlanta didn't exist, and... It exists, so there's right. always hope. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. If you're, yeah, there's hope if it's in the WWE library, not in. The- I think it is. It, actually, I think it is because when they put that that weird um disclaimer at the beginning, saying you know like, this could be wonky and stuff, and it seems fine to us to our eyes, but like there was a weird thing with the microphone. Yeah. Uh, on this show with uh, with the, the the ring announcer microphone, mm-hmm. it was muffled and stuff. So maybe that stuff is someone decided they're like, nah, we can't put this on the network. You know, I think maybe that's it because they have everything. Yeah, well, it all depends if it's in condition. Like they said, yeah, the exactly. World Library with some of it, it might, I mean, some of it might not have survived. I mean, if you yeah, oh, that's true that. too. Yeah, that's that's completely true too. But you know, I mean, the, and to that point. The, Maybe some of the surviving stuff is just not fit for television. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we open up with Wild Bill Irwin versus the Richard Blood that's not Ricky Steamboat or uh, Tito Santana. What the fuck is going on with this Richard Blood thing? I think we're on something. Kelly, do you anything about this Richard Blood? Were you able to find out? Uh, Yeah, I I did uh, look him up. He... 
you know, he's he's basically a southern, you know, version of Rick McGraw, basically, um, in 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 size too, right? Like he could tell that he was a guy that would get a lot of offense in in a match, but it would never. Well, he would maybe beat jobbers, but he wouldn't win against any of the push guys, and his size held him back. Uh, you know, when it came to getting a big push, just like it did with Rick McGraw, basically. Well, 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 well also, there's something else he's lacking that Rick McGraw had, that, that certain je ne sais quoi of uh, <laughs> homicidal roid rage yes. that, that Rick McGraw had. Yeah, he didn't he didn't go quite that far. But uh, in the end, uh, that didn't really help Rick McGraw that much, did it? Well, uh, he, might have had a dr- he might have had a drug problem because apparently he was he was discharged from the Dusik army. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, so he, he was, um, I guess, temporarily a heel. Uh, he wrestled as Tommy Wright. Does that that name ring a bell? <laughs> Tommy Wright. Who's yeah. his? Wait, yeah. who's who's his nemesis? Billy Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, yeah, and he wrestled a lot in Mid South, uh, Florida, Georgia. Uh, he wrestled as Mister Olympia in Florida. Um, so yeah um, imagine if you were like a, that version of a smart fan and a fan and a, you're in florida and you're, you're mr olympia is, is coming to town and you think it's mid-south mr olympia and you get this guy. <laughs> uh. yeah he was the phony mr olympia um <laughs> but yeah the richard blood thing is is interesting that it's it that it has this weird um history in wrestling with there's something there yeah it's steamboat's real last name is blood um and tito santana wrestled as richard blood when he first started um and now there's this richard blood i don't know why <laughs> it keeps coming up maybe uh, maybe it's because maybe because ricky steamboat loved his real name so much and thought it was cool and someone told him you can't be that your real name that's a, a heel's name uh, well, that's like, exactly oh. what happened. Uh, exactly, I know, I know that's okay. what happened. But, yeah. but here's what happened. Now, then he started passing it down to other people to try to keep his family name alive. Because <laughs> when I saw when they said when I read the list and it said blood, I thought I'm like, oh, young Tito, yeah, he bounced around Texas, <laughs> and I'm like, that ain't Tito. <laughs> Jesus, no, it's not. Um... As for so the, we know Johnny wasn't completely out of it watching the footage. Then. <laughs> um, Dude, I, no, no, I wasn't out of it. I was just, I was, my, 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 I'm outside in the dark with like barely any light, scribbling down the, the commentary stuff that I know we're is going to end soon. <laughs> and then Bill Mercer will be in, and he's good. You know, I like Bill Mercer, so I'm just really focused on this. But Richard Blood, you know, come on, we're three of the biggest Tito fans in the world. I, that's just a that's just what I assumed. Any thoughts on the match there, uh, Kelly? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, a one, pretty one-sided at first with Irwin, but Blood did get a, a fired-up comeback and a, a near fall with a small package. And, you know, he looks – hes you know, he's, he's, he's not bad-looking. He If he was taller, he would have had uh, probably a lot better shot at, uh, at being something. Like I said, he, he's, he reminded me right away of Rick McGraw. And, yeah, yeah – mm-hmm. Uh, interference by Dusick led to the pin, pretty much just uh, progressing Irwin, you know, in his mid-card role and Dusick as as a manager. Um, but yeah, not much else. Yeah, you know, he reminds me also of a uh, Spike Huber in a way. Yeah, uh, that's the other Lewis, one. Yeah, you know? yeah, especially yeah. with the small package, that was sort of something yeah. he would always do. <laughs> the move, Johnny. The move. Yeah. No, no. I, Get I, out I, of the, the gutter, Johnny. My head is not. Hey, no. No, my head is uh, my. I am not in the gutter. I'm thinking you made a joke about a short guy, a, t- a small guy using the small package. That was <laughs> where I was going, sir. I'm, I'm not in the gutter. I'm not that filthy. Well, speaking of the gutter, let's hear some of some of your takes on commentary. Oh, that's nice. Well, first of all, you've already heard most of it. But just two things: Hussein stinks, and when they first sh- showed him, I'm like, this, I, I'm thinking this could work because. All I remember of Armand Hussein from what I've seen is that he was a manager and and I didn't have any bad memories of him. I'm like, oh, man, most managers can, you know, at least they can talk, at least somewhat. So I'm thinking, oh, he'll be able to talk. And at first you hear him, he's doing his fucking uh, 
I'm from Africa accent. And I'm like, that's a pretty good try for a guy who I assume is from, from Houston. Uh, and then that he stinks. He's so bad. Oh my God. What a disaster. And then, uh, we, uh, get the third of, uh, the uh, catchphrases that Gene's trying to get over. He goes, as they cut to break or whatever, he goes, rock 'em, sock 'em, what action? <laughs> that's the best one so far. That Is one. that the best one? Yeah, you think I that's think the best so. one? To, I think yeah, so. I, yeah, I think so too. Because right, you betcha, stinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, you betcha. What you think of this Kevin and Carrie Von Eric promo, Johnny? <laughs> Holy shit. I, Holy I, I, shit. When I'm watching this, I'm like, Johnny's going to have a field day. Yeah, bag. I was thinking exactly. Oh, I'm going to give him 20 minutes. I'm going to have to cut the bastard off. It right, won't take 20 minutes, holy man, but holy motherfucker. Well, first of all, apparently, like, cocaine had not been introduced. Uh, so Gino Hernandez wasn't there yet, and cocaine was not introduced into that locker room because they're stoned as fuck. They are high as fuck. And there's two different ways to talk when you're that fucking stone. And there's Kevin's way and there's Carrie's way. And so Kevin starts off with, well, you know, our, 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 you know our, our, our dad, our dad instilled winning in us, you know, a long, long, long time ago. Yeah, I bet he did. And then Gene tries to be channel his best, you know, Barbara Walters. And he goes, tell us a little bit about Kevin. <laughs> uh, what do you do in your spare time? And he's like, he's obviously like, what the fuck? Uh, uh, you know, I'm cliff diving, standing around, telling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, then he cuts over to Carrie. Uh and Carrie is in his cool. Carrie looks cool as fuck, dude. Yep. <laughs> Carrie is like 1982 cool as a guy. Yeah, fuck yeah, that is cool as fuck. He looks badass. And, and uh, honestly, if he was on the street today, you'd, you'd turn and be a head turner. Like fuck, what a cool dude, you know? Uh, it looks. I thought it still looked cool, and then yeah. I was like. He'd be a um, hipster now. Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but a hipster who looks like that and that size. But, but you know, man, he's cool and he's down. He's mellow, brother. He's like fucking Matthew McCovney in Dazed and Confused. <laughs> he's wearing his sunglasses inside. By, by, by McCovney, you mean Matthew McConaughey, right? McConaughey? Did I say McCovney? Yeah. yeah, whatever. I can never pronounce his name. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Exactly, all right. He looked at God. Doesn't he look like he, he, Carrie should have said, all right. He's, that's the thing I like about these Texas girls. I get older, they stay the same. <laughs> and uh, so he goes, how are you doing, Carrie? And he goes, doing, no, because he actually, he gets one. He goes, doing fine, Gene. <laughs> and, he goes, and then he, he he's inspired by Gene's question. He goes, as to your uh, question of what we like to do in our spare time, well, you know, I like to write. You know, I like to write poems and you know, uh, ride ride horses. You know, and uh, and then of course, because immediately he thinks, oh well, right. Oh, Dad's gonna kill me. I just said I like to write and write poems. I like to. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 ride horses and fish. I, li- I like to fish, fish, and uh, and sky. Oh, and here's something Kevin and I uh, do, do, do do skydiving. Yeah, oh, skydiving, really? Well, why do you do skydiving? Uh, it relaxes us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? That's what relaxes you. Like almost dying is what relaxes you. <laughs> really? How bad is it already? Holy shit! Um, because then he says. And Kevin's just like staring on space, just like whatever, dude. <laughs> and, and Carrie's like, and get this, he goes, oh, and Gene's trying to wrap it up, and he goes, uh, well, what I'd really like to do, you know, is is to skydive with Kevin, and we can write down how we feel as we're flying down. And I'm like, that's a suicide note, <laughs> and Pat, Jesus fucking Christ, this was. Bonkers. 
seeing this interview, you know there's like a, a long lost Carrie Von Eric diary out there. Where he yeah. Of course he had a diary. Yeah. Of course he had a diary. But dude, Kelly. what does that say? What does that say about? Look how mellow he fucking is. I'm just like, that's a guy I'd like to hang out with. But he's all like, yeah, man, I just like to you know do this, 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 and this, and then it goes to a dark place, man. <laughs> Kelly, what would you th- what would your thoughts? Well, I mean, when I conceptualized this show, I was thinking, well, let's do something positive about the Von Erichs. You know, we don't want to. You know, focus on all the tragedy and, and I didn't either, but and, that and, but it just crazy. hits you in the face. I mean, it's just yeah. there, man. It's like, yeah, well, we know where this is ending up. Um, but what? I mean, I don't think any of us are going to like jump to a, a conclusions to make a bad, terrible joke, even yeah. me, about stuff. But when it hits you in the face like this, you got to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I mean, whatever they, they, they were, they were, they were pretty high. I'm sure. Oh, they were so stunned. <laughs> well, they carry, when Carrie wears a roach, he, I only thought he wore the roach clip, which by the way, blue and white Dallas Cowboys colors. Uh, I only thought he wore that as a heel in Florida to get like to be a heel in Florida. He's wearing a roach clip. No, no, he does that in Texas too. It's Cowboys <laughs> colors, So it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a crazy journey, guys. Crazy, crazy trip. <laughs> and the other thing that we we would totally skimmed over. If you look at them, these kids are kids, and they're they have acne. I mean, that's how young they are. I mean, they still yeah. like they're they still in puberty. They're still breaking uh, out and stuff. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I was almost questioning: Are they really as old as they say they are? I mean, because I mean, you see their their acne. I mean, it was a uh, maybe it just runs in the family. <laughs> it, it was definitely there, and and then when you see David later on, a couple episodes from now, uh, he has the same acne issues too. I mean, these are just young kids in the business. Oh, yeah. It really shows you how young they are because of the acne. Um, it was just, it was just, yeah. I I was just laughing my ass off at this. This thing was just ridiculous, <laughs> and yeah, and you could just. I mean, my God! Oh uh, yeah, I think if if counselors are watching this uh, back in the day, they would have been re- they would have been a reach out program. You know? I mean, I can't even imagine this. Oh, geez. oh my God! I mean, this is just terrible TV here. No, no, this is it's great. It's great, but terrible in the same way. You know, because oh. you know the outcome. It's great. I mean, but my gosh, yeah, yeah, wow. Kevin, you know, Kevin was twenty four, and Carrie had just turned twenty two at this time. Yeah, okay, because uh, Kevin wasn't as acne as as Carrie, but Carrie was definitely acne. <laughs> And wow. But yeah, hey, so that's going to be the focus of this show. I'm going to talk about Gene Goodson, and he's going to talk about acne. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just taking it back. I mean, it's not like. Oh, uh, of course. 22 and 24, that's fucking young. And they're about they're about to be the main fucking event. And now we're going to get on a lot. You know, now we have TV where we're like, oh, I'm watching it on flat screens. And so the stuff just stands out. It's more high, high resolutions and stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, I watch it on my phone, so I don't see it. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, then we got Jose Lothario versus Carlos Zapata, Kelly. Uh, well, what you make of this, man? Um yeah, well, my first notes are on the commentary, too. Uh, my first note is the commentary is beyond abysmal. Uh, um, Hussein just keeps messing up names. He can't get world class right. Not at all. He, he always says class first, then world class. Class, world class. Um, or world he class speaks, wrestling he speak, championship. He speaks eight languages, Kelly, but yeah. <laughs> English isn't one of them. English was not one that he learned. Um, yeah, it, it's it's here's where. OK, so last episode right at the end, I talked about my uh, analogy of uh, oh, right. world cool. class to a last place baseball team. And it, I was just watching this match and I just zoned out at this time and, and, and it hit me. That, yeah, this is world class is like a last place baseball team. They have some sluggers, young, hot sluggers, uh, the Von Ericks, right? Um, uh-huh. You know, rookies, second year guys. They're really good, but they're not good enough to make a difference and make the team um, a, a contender yet. And they have like an ace pitcher. I guess that would be Kabuki. And their manager is he's a he's a really good manager. That would be Gary Hart. 
Um, so they have pieces there, but there's a lot of holes. There's a and, lot. Yeah, and like even here's in your analogy, like Kabuki's your ace pitcher on this team, but in reality, he's more like a number three pitcher. Right. Know? Yeah. He's he's exactly. Yeah. He's like a 16 game winner. Um, yeah. Not a not a Cy Young candidate, but he's the best who's, pitcher who's, on the team. Who's Fritz? George Steinbrenner. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, Steinbrenner's or yeah, some some crazy owner that uh, was a little too hands on at this time and eventually um, was convinced to maybe step back a bit and and let the manager um, uh, run things or the GM. Um, So there's holes, though, in several areas. Commentary is is one of the main holes. They 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 have have nothing at this point. It's like their bullpen wow. or something. Their bullpen. They, you can get five good innings, six good innings out of of Kabuki, but then you go to the bullpen and and it's just a fucking dumpster fire. Where, <laughs> where they give up eight runs and then they blow the lead and it's over uh, no, every just, time no, out. Now, now I'm picturing Gene Goodson saying like, ah, they're bringing in Dusek as a reliever. <laughs> <laughs> or Brooks <laughs> or Bugsy McGraw um, hey, hey. <laughs> um, the champ yeah he's the champ damn right um, yeah there's just too many holes commentary the undercard is weak uh, the main event heels besides Kabuki just are non-existent and et cetera et cetera there's, there's holes so that's why they were a last place baseball team um, but as we'll see they, they will make some shrewd acquisitions uh, in the future mm-hmm. and uh, will become a contender uh, very shortly. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have much about the match. Sorry, Pete. Yeah. Um, That's all good. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be, you know what they're going to be? And, and, and God damn it, this is a good comparison. They're going to be the 86 Mets. Yeah, that, that that's yeah, because they went from being bad to to great pretty quick. Bad to the the best, and then huge. Everyone knew them. They were a yeah. pop culture thing, yeah. and uh, and cocaine I, ruined them. And, cocaine, drugs. And, yeah. and yeah. cocaine ruined them too. Yeah, they ruined Strawberry and Gooden. Strawberry, uh, Doc Gooden. Hernandez. Uh, I mean, he yeah. didn't ruin him, but uh, yeah. uh, he was just a guy who could handle it. He was. He oh, was. Right. I don't know who well, that. That's because the must. It's because you know, Pete's because the mustache caught a lot of it. It filtered it out. <laughs> I guess Hernandez was uh, was Kevin Von Erich in a way. The uh, <laughs> only survivor. Survivor. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed this match. I don't want to say it was great or anything, but. Uh, for the people who are here and watching it, they're definitely Jose's people because uh, they're definitely got a good reaction. I liked Jose how he teased the punch throughout the match. Um, Zapata uh, oversold Jose's kicks big time; it was like ridiculous overselling. Uh, and I liked Jose working the arm. I mean, it had it had flashes of a fun match, but you know, nothing. I didn't have enough time to really have a, a great match. But what they, what they gave us was fine. Johnny, any thoughts here? Oh yes, uh, this is what the one where uh, Lawrence, in the, when he's introducing uh, Zapata, goes, "There you go," you know, not even like in the corner or your TV picture. Uh, over there you go, it's Zapata. <laughs> he don't give a shit. Uh, we 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 find out that Hussein, here's how bad he is. He doesn't know what on the contrary means. <laughs> Because they just say, like, I think Gene says, you know, Jose is uh, nearby from nearby San Antonio. And he goes, on the contrary, I also live in San Antonio. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you? What? Holy shit. Uh, and then they're in uh, some sort of test strength or something. And Hussein starts babbling about uh, uh, the five points of balance. And a man, smaller man can get the under the man, and then this for the man. And it's gibberish, and it's gibberish. It goes on. There's a pause, and Gene goes, "That's very true." <laughs> Terrible. Uh, he gets off this line that I actually liked. Uh, when you look at Jose Lothario's face, you see years and years of wrestling and boxing. I'm like, oh, that was good. That's a great line. Um, 
And they, he, okay, he says something about Kabuki. Uh, and because uh, now he, he's going to be his interpreter. And he, he, he says, he says, on the contrary, I speak his language. Like, well, no, he, he didn't say that you don't speak his language. You fucking dummy. He goes, and he goes, we have a lot in common. And I go, is he pitching this angle on the air to fucking Fritz? You know, he's trying. He's like, oh, I'm done in the ring and doing it here. I'm going to pitch a thing. You know, I, I I understand maybe Fritz isn't happy with Gary Hart right now. They have their a tumultuous relationship. <laughs> maybe I can get myself in here. Okay. Uh, and then he says a line of a, uh, uh, he goes, Kabuki's a master of, of the art of the martial arts. <laughs> and he, when, when, he, when he says that I'm his interpreter, Gene starts laughing. Like, <laughs> Like, he had no idea he was going to say that. And I look up from writing all this down because I was not interested in this match, even though Jose's in it. And in a fortuitous moment, I looked up just as Jose hit the uh, the uppercut super suck, which always looks fucking awesome. <laughs> like, hey, that was probably the best part of that match. I'm, I'm, I'm positive. And then he uh, Gene gets off the other line as they go to an ad break. Well, we got to go now and make money for the boss. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, pro wrestling announcer Kevin Kelly here. I want to make sure you are all subscribed to all the great feeds here at Place to Be Nation. It's really easy to do. Just head to iTunes or your preferred podcatcher app today and search and subscribe to the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, which, of course, includes the full archives of The Kevin Kelly Show, the Place to Be Nation pod feed, and the Pro Wrestling Only feed. Subscribe, listen, and then rate us and leave feedback today. And be sure to give Justin your true thoughts. I mean, don't hold back. After all, he is kind of a jerk. Just listen to Scott. Place to Be Nation's JT Rizzero and Chad Campbell here. We want to let you know that we have a ton of great podcasts available to you on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and PlaceToBeNation.com, and we offer those to you on three great feeds. On the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, we bring you the Mothership, the original Place to Be podcast, as well as main event to Lucha Afterground and our monthly pay-per-view reaction shows, as well as the Our Vantage Point podcast and Jeff Learns Wrestling. In addition to these full-length shows, we also deliver quick-hit pod blasts on topics old and new. Over on the Pro Wrestling Only feed, we dive deep inside the wrestling business with a stacked army of experts leading the way. The feed features potpourri shows such as This Week in Wrestling, Greetings from Allentown, Psychology is Dead, Puro Puri, Stacy and Elliot's Bogus Journey, and the Military Industrial Suplex. We also have shows that focus intently on certain topics like Letters from Center Stage, Space City, and NWA Classics on Demand Adventure, Through the Years, Strong Style History, Strong Style Story, and Mount Olympus. Plus, the feed has the full archives of legendary shows like Titans of Wrestling, Where the Big Boys Play, Letters from Kayfabe, and much more. And on our popular Place to Be Nation Pop podcast feed, we offer such great shows as the Glenn Butler Podcast Hour Spectacular, Rank and File, PTBN Dadcast, Go Home in a Box, NBA Team, and Lucha Undead, as well as a vertible podcast heaven for comics fans with the hard-traveling fanboys, Sellers Points, Todd Weber's Conversation, Geek and Sassy, and Imaginary Stories Podcasts. You can find all of these current shows plus archives of our past podcasts, including The Kevin Kelly Show, as well by subscribing to all of our feeds on iTunes. And while there, be sure to rate and leave feedback as well. All of these shows, plus others available on PlacementNation.com, where we cover pro wrestling, sports, movies, comics, plus in-depth stretch projects and more. Be sure to support our site by using PlacementNation.com backslash Amazon when shopping online and download our free PTB Vintage Vault Refresh eBooks via the links on our site. We also want to thank our friends at Bonehead's Wingbar in West Warwick, Rhode Island and Fall River, Massachusetts, TheHistoryWrestling.com, and Scott Keats' Blog of Doom. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr as well. PlacementNation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. And that leads us into uh, Bugsy McGraw against Al Madrill Kelly. What, uh, what are your thoughts about this match? Well, this was a surprise. I mean, I didn't know Bugsy McGraw was in the territory. And oh, no? Not at this time. 
Um, no, I mean, Bugsy McGraw is kind of, I don't know. I, I haven't seen a lot of him over the years. It, it's, it's the thing real quick. I'm sorry about Bugsy. Uh, I saw Pete. I'm sure you did too, because all the footage you watched. Uh, but when they did the, uh, the on-demand service, Bugsy yeah. was still there and as a heel. Right. So I was, so yeah, it was, but you're, you're absolutely right. He was one of those magazine guys that you're like, the, I, there's a little bit I've seen, but yeah. Yeah, but no. There. Yeah. I always got him confused with, um, uh, uh, Buzz Sawyer for some reason back when oh, I was wow. younger, like okay. when I could only read about them and stuff. And, um, and then two Rick, of my favorite wrestler and then Rick McGraw too. So the name was similar. It was, they were all kind of jumbled in my mind when I was younger and just reading about them. Um, McGraw is not as old as I thought he was. Apparently he was only 36 years old. Uh, wow. <laughs> I would have guessed 45 at the, yeah. the earliest. Wow. That's some, okay. Okay. You know what? And we're going to get to later to my love of Bugsy McGraw, but just one thing. That's some hard fucking living. It Holy must have been. Shit. Oh, shit. Wrestling data has his date of birth as 1945, so that would have been 36, 37 <laughs> wow. in 1982. I know. I thought, oh, he must be mid-40s at least. Yeah. You know? But, oh, Jesus. Um, so he's the reigning American champion in, in world class. He's the paperback hero, whatever that yeah. means. <laughs> what does that mean? You know what? I, I was you know what? I was gonna look it up, <laughs> but then I decided no, I'm not gonna look it up because I think it's awesome. Paper, I, I just whatever I find it awesome. I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, go, I guess it kind of on. fits with the, like he was trying to project okay. like a zaniness well, to him. It's zaniness, but here's the thing, and I'm just here's what I, why I, I enjoy this heel Bugsy McGraw. It's in wrestling, when someone is crazy, you know, it it's rarely done well. It's rarely done realistic, really done crazy. Like, I've never seen fucking mankind walking down the fucking subway in New York City. I have seen motherfuckers that look like Bugsy McGraw wearing fucking some shit that don't make sense and a top hat and a fucking... T-shirt with some shit, to, you know, on it. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. A purple tie and just like <laughs> with a big bushy beard, you know, who or just some acid casualty guy. I'm like, if that's what he's going for here, because he turns that into a beloved baby face later. But if that's what he's going for to be crazy, I think that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like like later on, his best parts was his character beats when they did those, like going to the. Uh, the yeah. park and stuff like, like that. That's how they turned the baby face. Uh, yeah. yeah. And everything. But this, I mean, this, I like, I'm just like, this, and he's, he's, he's pretty, he's still pretty jacked and he's not bad. He's not, I don't think he's, I mean, I remember seeing like baby face Florida Bugsy stuff on some DVD that I found somywhere. And I, I, I always loved him because yeah, he teamed with Jimmy Valiant, and they were both big, crazy dudes with beards. And I was like, oh, that guy's great. And I never saw him wrestle. Just the magazines. And I saw this. I was like, I still love him, and I love the goggles, but holy shit, he stinks. And But here, I'm like, no, he's not bad. What, what about you, Kelly? What's your thought on the match? Yeah, well, it, it at the first, I wasn't too enthused about it. Um, I don't know a lot about Alma Drill, uh, mm. you know, either. Um but as this match went on, and and the commentary just was at 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 this point was just unbelievably bad. Oh, oh boy! Uh, <laughs> so it was hard to to um, get that you know away and and not focus on that and focus on the match. So a lot of my notes were yeah about Hussein just stumbling over the name again and again. Um, at one point he said, you know, he's talking about Kabuki and being his translator and all that. And he said, well, Goodson, you've never seen Kabuki before. Where, <laughs> of course, he's, he's seen him like multiple weeks in a row or whatever, week after week. Um, yeah, so it was just yeah, but but then, but then, But then, you know what he said right after that? He goes, uh, you have not seen the great Kabuki. And he goes, yes, I have. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he apologized. Yeah. After he, 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 Fritz broke him. <laughs> it's just unbelievable at this point, and I, I can't 
wait to see if it gets any worse than this. Um, this was actually a title match, so that's rare for a, for a, just a regular TV show to have an actual title <laughs> match. Um, and it, it was, you know, so I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, you most of the matches we've seen so far are short and, and, and there's not much to it. But this one was given time. And it, it, it went on and on. And I did get into it finally at the end. The last five minutes I, I actually really enjoyed when Madrill finally made his comeback. And the the finish was interesting with the figure four being put on and being put over as, oh, no one's ever escaped it. And so Bugsy has to go to the ropes to break it, and, but Madrill won't break it, so he's disqualified. And that's kind of neat because that plays on the, the the rules of wrestling, that if you don't break the five count, well, we got to disqualify you. You And he didn't break it, so that's it. That's the match. Um, it ends things without having to give any kind of uh, satisfying finish. And they announce pretty much immediately this is that they'll build to a, a no disqualification match, which would be presumably at one of their bigger shows coming up. So yeah, I had by the end of the match, I thought yeah, it was pretty good or good enough. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought it was a good solid two star match. Um, yeah, I thought the crowd really got into it, mm-hmm. and it was all based on struggle, which uh, I found really neat. Uh, something different. Um, it was these guys were battling for position and mm-hmm. and stuff, and the crowd was eating it up. Um, I liked how McGraw he works big, and so does Madrill in a way. You know, they're both working to the yeah. you know, cheap seats yeah, totally. um, here. McGraw uh, McGraw was totally healing it up. Madrill wants a no DQ match at the finish. I, I enjoyed it enough. Madrill's a guy. He's, he was big in Portland for a while. Um, yeah. <clears throat> he was big in San Antonio. Uh, he was also a, 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 a frequent partner of Jose Lothario and uh, Chavo Guerrero at times. Um, he was always better suited for tag teams than uh, <clears throat> than um, singles pushes. Mm-hmm. But here he's getting a singles push. Uh, Sean M- Michaels met, uh, mentioned that he was like a mentor to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, show, showing him the ropes in the business. And uh, exactly uh, where Shawn Michaels was supposed to get his first big push in the Southwest Championship Wrestling uh, with him and Paul Diamond. I forget what the American Force was. The tag team mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> was supposed to be their big first, big first push. Ended up, uh, and they ended up getting screwed out of it. Ended up going... Uh, the big push ended up going to Chavo and Jose and, and Al Madrill as the thugs. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> ended up becoming the champs, so they got screwed out of their push. So that's my little bit of Al Madrill history there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, what nice. Do think, what do you think of it, Johnny? Okay, uh, I'm trying to go through this as fast as possible because, boy, is, this is abysmal in commentary. I like the match. I already talked about that. Uh, he says... Gene, by the way, he's talking about how crazy Bugsy is, and he says he speaks in an in and inanimate. He speaks in inanimate terms. What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Uh, Hussein gets off a good line when they're talking about how Bugsy's dressed with all that. And the, I love always on the top hat. That's the best. Uh, and he goes. Bugsy, because he, he's being a heel. He goes, Bugsy came. Bugsy came dressed for the occasion. I was like, that, that's good. Uh, then we get Gene. They're talking about the terms of something. And he says, well, well there's a lot of controversy. As they were, there were medicated terms. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I go, did this dumb motherfucker mean to say mitigated? It mitigated. He said yeah. medicated. Oh, holy shit. And then he... They're doing the, the warning again because they did it in the uh, with Fritz where to tell people, you know, you kids don't try this at home. And he says, any of you novices, he's trying to be, show off his fucking vocabulary. He says, any of you novices out there should not try any of these matches. And Hussein gets his opportunity to chomp on that fucking meat like a shark. And he goes, no, no one. No one, not just novices, no one, anyone should ever attempt these incredibly dangerous moves. And I'm like, he just, he just got that gimmick that he wants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fritz went, okay, you want to be in H and H? Is that what you're gonna call it? Great. Uh, and 
I just wanted Gene to be like, he's like, look, I have to take it from Fritz. I got to take it from this guy now, too. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, they both have champion. It's for the American championship, but they keep mentioning that Al has a championship too. Yeah. And neither of them can keep it fucking straight. <laughs> I couldn't fucking understand. I'm like, who's the what? The champion. He's a champion. They couldn't, and they couldn't, they're calling it the world championship. And, uh, it's, and then when, uh, <laughs> uh, the motherfucker gets thrown into the, the, the turnbuckle on the outside, uh, Gene goes, oh, he threw him right into the concrete pole. I was like, oh, I didn't think, I, yes, anyway, uh, uh, I didn't think Ivan Putsky was showing up till next week. <laughs> yeah, I think we missed Putsky in in one of the shows because uh, don't they mention that Putsky uh, wrestled somebody? Oh, Putsky, Putsky, yeah, Putsky. It's Ivan Putsky. Pete, uh, I wrote that joke for you. I thought you'd love that. No, bad. Appreciate it. Uh, and then the match ends. It's a fucking schmaz, whatever, how it is. And Gene says, well, this isn't what we promised this match would be. Because <laughs> they were still like, oh, it's a big championship match. And they do some crazy pro wrestling shit. And he says, well, like, this isn't what we promised the, the viewers that they were going to see because no one told them anything. <laughs> <laughs> No one's actually, I worked again, no one has actually smartened him up not to, whether it's fake or not, but what the fuck is going on? No. It's, oh, it's it's amazing. <laughs> Can't be trusted with the finishes. No, <laughs> shit. <laughs> and he keeps, he, and for a guy who's, he's doing that, that, that professional announcing voice so that you can work in any part of the country and so you, so you don't have an accent, and yet he, was he told like Vince style, you know, Vince is the exact opposite of Vince. <laughs> yeah. he, when he says, well, you know what I'm talking about, Kelly, he keeps saying wrestling. <laughs> We've got some really great wrestling. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't work with that announced voice. It's the, yeah. it's the anti Vince. <laughs> <laughs> and that leads us to the final match of the night. Kerry Von Erich against Larry Higgins, which, I know him at oh, no, not Higgins. Yet. Yeah. The penultimate you, match of the night. The penultimate match. We have one more. Well, what do you think of Kerry versus Larry Higgins there, Kelly? <laughs> well, the name Larry Higgins is just one of the most jobber names ever. Um, I looked him up, though. He was Grizzly Boone in the future. <laughs> Does that name ring a bell? <laughs> he was also... No, but- uh, he was also Hacksaw, Hacksaw Higgins. Higgins. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say, is this Hacksaw Higgins? Yeah, yep. it's Hacksaw who, Higgins. Uh, who, uh, again, I don't know if you know this, Kelly, spoke at my uh, high school. Um, <laughs> I know. Time. Yeah, the name rang a bell. I knew I, I, I'd I, come across it. Yeah, so it was you who told the story, Pete. Yes, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, yeah no, no. We, we, me and Pete saw a lot of Hacksaw Higgins on uh, Space City. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, because, yeah, later, right, later in the 80s, yeah. Um, but, yeah, here he's not too impressive, uh, Larry Higgins. Um, <laughs> Larry Higgins is an insurance salesman. Yeah, basically. <laughs> or, or a Twilight Zone character like Larry Higgins. Nothing happens for him ever until he stepped into the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah, his, his future is, is, you know, not too bad actually, considering where he is at this point in nineteen. He was featured on that Houston footage. He was not just some, uh, some jabroni, a jabroni sound terrible. Yeah. He was featured in major matches. Yeah. Yeah. No, he would, he would, he would get a push later. I mean, I don't know really anything about him, but looking at his uh, record on wrestling data, he, he did amount to something. Uh, but, yeah, this was just a, a, a total squash. Kerry <laughs> doesn't even take off his jacket um, yeah. and, and sets the record, apparently, for uh, uh, shortest time. shortest match in, in world-class history or whatever. Um, 56 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was an effective squash. Yeah, oh, totally. Um, it totally worked. What about you, John? 
Oh yeah. Uh, he, again, he's got his road road clip. Uh, all, all I actually wrote down was, "Is that Hacksaw Higgins?" <laughs> That's all I really <laughs> took his notes. <laughs> well, it was well, only Higgins. How many Higgins could there be in wrestling? You know, I, right. I, I kind of recognized him. Yeah, he's, he's younger here. Uh, well, what you get about them? Then let's move into the main event, I guess. Shelly, um, you got Big Daddy Bundy versus Tony Torres, and the Negro is. <laughs> Assassin. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's still, hold on, Pete. Okay, the El Negro Assassin. Oh, El Negro. You say, if you're just going to say Negro Assassin, you, there's a, a bunch of wrestling fans who are going to fucking panic. <laughs> Sorry, guys. El Negro Assassin. Yeah. Um, so for, for Assassin and for Torres, nothing. There's no record of these guys. Yeah, at all. I couldn't find anything either. I was yeah. like, who are these bastards? I mean, Torres totally looked like a, a pure jobber, a guy yeah. um, that would, you know, <laughs> it, you'd expect him to have no uh, no trace of his career. But El Negro Assassin did have some charisma. Um, he, you know, he, he had a bit of character. So I'm assuming he was somebody that there probably is a record for on wrestling data, but they just don't know that he played El Negro Assassin, I guess. I don't Cause know. Because there's like a one or two off you know, character he played. Yeah, and he's not even black, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he, he's not he's not the black assassin. Do they even know that Negro is is, is Spanish for black? I, I don't know. Oh uh, of course they do, because it, 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 there's L but uh, yeah, here's the thing. Well maybe maybe he is a black assassin where he only kills black people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh so he's a no because then his mask would be white. Right. Okay. Yeah. As it was, as it was, his mask was red. But they didn't want to be. Uh, they didn't want to be over the top. I call him a KKK no, guy. No, 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 no. Unless he's the Grand Dragon of wrestlers and gets to wear the red one. But uh, no, because his entire bodysuit is solid black, and he wears a red mask. Because when he's assassinating motherfuckers, the only thing you see in the dark is just that red fucking mask, and that's the last thing you see before El Negro Assassin has. The, the, collected another bounty. <laughs> <laughs> God. Anyway, yeah, this was um, this was like um, an. How many people in the crowd who when they when they got their uh, the 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 program and they're looking it over and they went El Negro Assassin or like when the guy comes out <laughs> in the body so he goes oh shit that ain't what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is false advertising. Um. But this this reminded me of an Andre the Giant uh, handicap match from the 70s, basically, um, except Bundy um, uh, uh, leaves his feet, which he shouldn't have. In this yeah, um, that's my one uh, real note is that Bundy shouldn't have taken a bump like that against these two scrubs. Um, but otherwise, it was like an Andre squash uh, handicap squash where he does a bunch of, you know, uh, one on two strength spots and all that. Uh, total squash, but yeah, Bundy, B- Bundy shouldn't be uh, bumping for these losers. Well, 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 Pete, agree. What about you, Kel? I mean, you, Johnny. Well, 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 Pete. I mean, you know, uh, what else should you do with the announcer? He's <laughs> saying he's like, you know, he lost last week and the week before. Like, and now he's like, it's two guys. I'm like, no, no, that was just... if he if he did, don't bring that up here. But you're doing it all wrong. Uh, he mentions that the Von Erichs trained Bundy. And I just felt like, like oh, I don't buy that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy that at all. Uh, Tony Torres, I mean, that's a name you see at a casino in Vegas, like way, way, way off the strip, you know, who's playing in the lounge tonight. Tony Torres. Uh, and I w- will give Gene this because I, I loved it. When King Kong Bundy did a splash, he called it the splatter. And I went, oh, that's not bad. <laughs> but what's funny is is maybe he was told, just remember, it's the splash. It's the splash. Got it. It's the splatter. Oh, shit. <laughs> just, uh, and that's, a, that's another episode of uh, World Cast. <laughs> and again, man. I am, for me, the highlight was the Kevin and Kerry promo. I mean, that thing I got the most out what of. What else? It. I mean, any any other uh, anyone else want to make a make a play for a best moment on the show? Yeah, the matches this go around. 
Well, I mean, McGraw and Madrill. Uh, yeah. There was a title match. It was the longest match we've seen so far. It did um, eventually turn it into, a, you know, an interesting match in the finish. So, yeah, you know, it, it's still a last place baseball team uh, match. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I, I agree. I, I, I generally was enjoying the match. Uh, but that, that call that you mentioned, Cal, when you say this is the figure four that no one has ever gotten out of. And I'm looking at Al Madrill, even if I've never <laughs> seen Al Madrill before in my life, I'm going, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's like I, the way he put it on, too, was so like there was he wasn't smooth at all. It was that that weird way of putting on the figure four where you kind of like step into it. That just looks like shit. And yeah, it wasn't believable that Al Madrill's figure four is is the most deadly figure four in the in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as always place to be podcast Uh, I'm there most weeks MSG 1986 uh, getting close to 1987 Um, yeah I mean the the cast of characters is is great Um, the matches not so much but there's been a few gems here and there so check that out folks Johnny anything you want to plug nope all right, CWF Mid-Atlantic Fan Fest, October 13th and 14th. Come on down. be a lot of fun. See what's going on at, on Twitter at J.B. Bryant and at John Philip Pavage. Everybody, have a great weekend. My heartaches and troubles are just up and gone. The moment that you come in view And with your hand in mine, dear I could dance on and on And I could waltz across Texas with you Waltz across Texas with you Texas with you Like a storybook ending I'm lost in your charms And I could waltz across Texas with you